Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. In today's bonus episode, we are going to discuss meditation with our special guest. Welcome, Betsy Weiner. We're so excited to have you back today. Um, We had Betsy as a guest, um, actually as our first guest in episode number three, um, which was aired last November. And we wanted to have Betsy back again to talk about meditation. Um, What's going on today in the world? People are stressed. People are stuck at home and feeling out of control in a lot of ways. And Betsy is a meditation guru. And we thought that having her come on the show and talk about meditation would be just a wonderful gift for everybody. So um, Betsy, we're wondering if you can talk a little bit about your experience in meditation and what, what are the benefits of meditation? Yeah, thanks again so much for having me back. Um, and yeah, my, my first experiences were with meditation were, were, um, very challenging. You know, I had this idea that meditation was supposed to be like, you sit and you empty your mind and it's just calm and blissful and pure joy. And mine wasn't, (laughs) you know, I closed my eyes and there was like a lot going on in there and it wasn't necessarily calm or peaceful, but, um, but I stuck with it because I think a big part of it was because uh, at the time I had a teacher who said, it's not about the getting calm or peaceful during the meditation. It's about what happens after you leave the meditation cushion. Are you more calm and peaceful everywhere else in your life? And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to stick with this and see what happens. So, uh, so I stuck with it. And uh, it took a number of years before I was able to really to really be in a committed relationship with my meditation practice. I had to, I had to be uh, non-monogamous for a while. <laughs> before okay, I, I love that. That's a great term. <laughs> <laughs> before I made my way back. And part of it was finding the right practices. So uh, ultimately what I learned was that it's not about actually getting the mind to be perfectly calm and still. In fact, it was about allowing the mind to do what it's supposed to do, which is be busy and, and think and be active, but um, to utilize the practices that allow me to separate myself from my thoughts, that allowed me to observe or be in the witness or the watcher, the observer of the thoughts versus being the thought. And I noticed that over time that ability to sort of concentrate on the observer, the watcher, gave me a lot more freedom everywhere else in my life um, so that I wasn't so overtaken by the thoughts. It doesn't mean that I, I don't still have very distracted meditations. I often do, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but I, um, 
it's like brushing my teeth at this point. I, I can't imagine a day without it. I certainly can't. That's something I aspire to, <laughs> to be able to say. <laughs> and I know you use, Betsy, you started this series called Ask the Yogi, which is on her Instagram page um, at Betsy underscore Amrita. And we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes. But I started watching these little mini, I don't know, episodes, I guess, that you've been posting about all different, you know, Ask a Yogi related kinds of things. And one of the episodes that you had was how to set up a meditation space. And I just love that. And it totally inspired me to set up my own little meditation space that I use because I love the little corner I set up. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, I would love to. I'm so glad that that um, resonated for you and inspired you. That's fantastic. That's, that's great news. Um, yeah, you know, we uh, the idea is to set up a space that feels sacred in some way to you. You know, if you're going to separate that time to be in relationship with yourself, to just take a moment, even if it's just like one breath, just to sit down in a space to be with yourself. If you create a really beautiful and um, aesthetically appealing or inspiring space, it may have its own energy to sort of call you to it. And so without getting into too much detail about the direction it's supposed to face and all of that stuff, um, really the idea is maybe putting a candle, you know, the flame rep often will represent spirit. So maybe just the action of lighting a candle in that space or incense, burning incense. But maybe there's an image of a flower or a mountain or the ocean. Maybe there's a, if you're into Buddha, right? You could put a Buddha in the space. I don't know who isn't into Buddha. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe there's some iconography that appeals to you or makes you feel calm or centered. Uh, maybe there's a poem you can put in a frame or something like that as a reminder. And sometimes it's just that, physical representation, right? Our external world is really um, a reflection of our internal world. So when we create a space like that, it's almost like we want to reflect out into that space what it is that we're cultivating internally. So the space is clear and uncluttered, but maybe has things on it that really call to you or um, uh, that you're drawn to in a sense that you feel inspired or sacred or in some way, you know. So in yoga, we use this word puja table, but it's like an altar table of, of some kind or space. And again, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy, but maybe just one little thing, a flower or something like that. I love that. Marnie's the one that, you know, mentioned that she was listening to your Ask the Yogi and she showed pictures of what she's done in her space. And I think it's so important, especially with something like meditation, that is, it can be hard for people and challenging, right? Um, no different than working out for the first time. And so to surround yourself with things that fill you up and make you happy so that when you look at it, it's a reminder of something joyful. And then also you're incorporating that with a new habit that you're trying to form. And so like being excited about going into that space and knowing that you've created this little altar for the purpose of meditation or just sitting and taking some deep breaths, I can only imagine that that will help create this habit so that one day it does become like brushing your teeth, like you said, 
Um, and I am totally committed to doing this. And in fact, you talked about the Buddha. And yesterday I was at our local flower shop and at checkout, they had like the little fairy garden kind of little knickknacks, right? And they had some Buddhas up there. And I thought, well, maybe I'm going to buy one. And I didn't pull the trigger because I want to make sure it's what the one I want. But I will for sure be having one in my little space. And I'm still figuring out where that's going to be. So, <laughs> that's great. That's yeah, great. And you, yeah, I think this is really helpful for people. And you didn't mention the meditation cushion, but I did end up purchasing one after watching your Ask the Yogi. And um, before, when I would meditate, I actually used to meditate with legs up the wall, which I know is not the usual way to meditate, but for some reason, that's how I liked to meditate. But then I started trying to do more of a seated meditation practice, and I was never particularly comfortable, which is why I think I didn't continue to do it that way. But now that I have my cushion, I'm so much more comfortable. So I'm actually finally doing like the seated practice on a cushion. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> That's great. It's really important to be comfortable. You know, we're not going to show up for things if we know when I go and sit there, my back's going to hurt, my hip is going to be tight, I'm going to fall right. asleep, I'm not going to, you know, so it is really important. And, um, you know, it's okay to sit up in a chair with your feet flat on the floor. It's okay to sit with your back supported against the wall. It's, you know, use pillows, use blankets, use, use whatever you need so that you can show up for yourself comfortably and, and enter into that space for yourself in a, in a comfortable way. Yeah. So Betsy, you had started talking about how you got into meditation and started talking a little bit about the benefits, but particularly in the current environment, can you share with us some of, the some of the benefits that exist all the time, but how it's really critical in this current state, how everyone's feeling more anxious and unsettled. Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, you know, it's, uh, it really becomes a place of refuge, you know, when your day feels cluttered or when your day, or, or for that matter, when it feels like Groundhog Day, when you feel like, oh, here we go again, same thing, different day or whatever. It becomes a space of refuge because every practice is totally different. You know, you've got, your mind is doing all kinds of mental gymnastics all the time. Right. So every day is going to be a little different. And you, you do start to see patterns, but it becomes this really a holy space of refuge, of peace and of calm. It's the one place maybe or time during your day where you get to connect with the part of you that feels... Um, unfettered, I don't know, unbound, more free. Um, it gives you a different perspective. So for sure, the ability to be okay and the not knowing is really important. And um, what does that feel like? Well, it feels like a deeper connection with yourself so that there is a part of you that's at rest all the time. There is a part of you that's at peace all the time. Because if you can even imagine it, it means that it's real. It's there in some way. So that ability to sit with it each day, even if it's just for a second, even if it's fleeting and you feel it, um, that is a benefit that is beyond measure because it will carry out with you for the rest of the day. Uh, so for sure during this time. You know, the other piece is just that ability to stay anchored to the part of yourself that's really true, almost like true north, your inner compass, that, that really true knowing of not being afraid and 
more clarity so that uh, you may not know the entire rest of the journey ahead for yourself, but you do know what the one right next step will be, right? Because you feel it, you know it. Uh, and that relationship, you build that relationship over time. But every time you go sit on your cushion or even just sit up in bed and take a deep breath, um, you're building that, that resiliency to show up for yourself and to be unafraid, if you will. That, that's so true and a great thing, I think, for people to aspire to. I think there are a lot of people that are super intimidated by the word meditation and they just say, oh, I can't do that. Like my brain doesn't work that way. I can't do that. I'm not cut out for meditation. I mean, I hear this all the time, especially when I'm talking with teenagers. They're like, I can't meditate. Like, but how, how should somebody that has that in their mind that they're not cut out for meditation or um, they're just not able to do that? How would you recommend that they start out? Yeah, I mean, again, I, it really has to be accessible. And maybe, maybe a better way to say it is um, we're not necessarily meditating, we're concentrating. We're concentrating on something. We're concentrating mm -hmm. on peace. We're concentrating on not being attached to our thoughts. We're concentrating on freedom or something like that, right? So maybe it's a shift even just in the language about, I'm just going to sit and concentrate for a second. <laughs> And I mean, you guys both know me, I'm kind of a spaz and I'm hyper. And so <laughs> I, I definitely would have been the poster child for like, I can't meditate, I can barely sit still. Um, but, uh, but it does happen over time, like anything else, it is a muscle that you build and strengthen. But oftentimes what I, what I tell my clients or students is start with one breath, just take one breath. And Stephanie, you even mentioned it, like maybe it's a space where you don't tell yourself, oh, I'm gonna sit down and meditate for half an hour. No, maybe I'm just gonna sit down and take one full inhale where I'm totally present, I feel it everywhere in my body. One full exhale where I'm totally present and I feel it everywhere in my body. I'm concentrating just on something simple like the breath. Anybody can do it at any time, right? And so maybe that's just the access point. Call it a concentration. When we concentrate, our mind tends to settle and calm. So something as simple as just focusing on the breath can help your mind be settled, even if it's just for a breath. And then you build that over time, that connection where you go, well, that one breath felt good. Maybe I should take two or three or four or five or 10 or whatever. <laughs> I love how you reframed it because like Marnie said, it is very intimidating for people, but we all need to concentrate. We use that word. Um, I even use it with my kids. Just hold on a minute. I need to concentrate, you know, so I could <laughs> really incorporate that um, very easily into my life. And like you said, like you take one breath and then or you meditate for one minute and you feel good. And actually it goes by really fast. I remember the first time I, I was just doing five minutes. And the first time I flew by the five minutes and like wanted to keep going, I was like, wow, you know, it was success, but it feels good. And it, it's just like starting anything new. You know, you run a mile for the first time and all of a sudden you're running two miles and soon thereafter, maybe you're running three and you get that like high, if you will. So Absolutely. speaking of a, of a quick meditation, I'm wondering if you could lead us in a short meditation so everybody could experience you know that feeling of peace and calm and you know focused concentration for a short amount of time would you be willing to do that oh i would love to i would love to yeah 
So let's go ahead and sit up nice and straight wherever you're sitting. So if you're sitting in a chair, make sure your feet are flat on the floor and your back is supported. And then you'll take a really big inhale through the nose, fill up the whole body with breath, and then exhale out the mouth. And do that again, take an inhale in through the nose, full body, lungs filling, belly filling, and then exhale out the mouth, letting any tension in the body release with the exhale. And then just do that one more time. So full body inhale, all the way from the soles of the feet to the crown of the head. And then exhale, any tension or stress or holding out through the mouth. And then simply with the eyes closed, the mouth closed. Just notice the qualities of your inhale and exhale. So without changing anything, just notice how the body is breathing in this moment. You might even notice a slight cooling at the nostrils as you inhale and a bit of warming in the nostrils as you exhale. Feel the lungs, front of the chest, and the upper back. As you inhale, these qualities of expansion, of opening, spaciousness. And as you exhale, the navel pulls back towards the spine gently, and you feel the qualities of grounding and stability. And just do that two more times. So as you inhale, you feel these expansive opening and spacious qualities. And as you exhale, grounding, stabilizing, and centering. And just one more time on your own. And now bring your awareness to the center of the chest, the energetic heart center. And in this space, feel the essence of a smile. The feeling or energy behind a smile. And you feel it behind the heart as a sense of joy, of ebullience, of lightness. And maybe even seeing or experiencing a clear blue sky in the heart. as you cultivate that feeling behind the smile. And experiencing your true nature as bliss. 
clear blue sky. And a sense of peace. And then before leaving the meditation, knowing that this peace, this joy, this bliss, the presence of happiness behind a smile is within you all the time. As close as your awareness in the space. And as you're ready, bring your chin down towards your chest and rub your hands together, creating some heat between your hands. And then cupping the hands to rest over the eyes, allowing the heat from the hands to re-energize the senses as you blink the eyes open and we'll come back. Thank you, Betsy. That was wonderful and much needed. Oh, good. That was, that felt so amazing. And for anyone who was listening to that driving, hopefully you weren't participating. Hopefully you will listen to this again when you get back home and highly recommend that you do that lovely, short, grounding meditation. Yeah. And I don't know how long that was, maybe five minutes, but it, it flew by. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the other piece there. Listen, there are some really great apps for for meditation and those can be really helpful. And I did talk about it. And I think one of my earlier Ask the Yogi um, videos, which is, you know, a guided meditation can really be helpful, especially at the beginning. Um, and, and don't feel like you're not doing it right because you have to listen to someone else's voice. But in fact, in, in the lineage, in our tradition, we call it entering like a spiritual friendship. You know, it's like uh, having your best friend hold your hand and walk you into your heart. So uh, by all means, utilize the many, many different options for, uh, for great uh, meditation apps out there. I agree. And how often do you think, would you recommend that someone meditate daily? You know, some people I know do it multiple times a day. Yeah, I, I mean, every day... Like Every day would be great. You know, setting aside time, it's like anything else in your life when you create a ritual around it and it becomes a non-negotiable. If it becomes a daily habit, it does have a much more profound effect on your life. And so daily would be great. But again, if it doesn't have to be the same exact thing every day, it can be just the one breath or a couple breaths. Um, if you forget in the morning or whatever time you're used to doing it, do it at a different time. Give yourself a lot of space and gentleness to... Uh, to allow it to feel organic for you until it, until it becomes a non-negotiable. So, but daily, please, please. <laughs> well, and I love how you compared it to brushing your teeth. I mean, that's for me, that's a non-negotiable. I think for most people, I hope that's a non-negotiable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a great yeah. like thing to aspire to. Like, yeah, you know, like the brushing other piece, your teeth. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, just one more little piece about that is, you know, we brush our teeth because, yeah, it is, it's important for our dental hygiene. Again, it, it is really important. But keeping in mind, too, that when you sit for a practice, whether it's contemplation or concentration or meditation, whatever that is, that it um, actually it becomes something really sacred. 
you know, that you step into that space with reverence for yourself because you may not brush your teeth with reverence, but uh, hopefully you show up <laughs> in your meditation practice with reverence because you are really, you are showing up for yourself in a, in a very deep and profound way. So honor yourself with that, with that level of intention. And I mean, in terms of seeing those results, like I felt the results of what we just did right away. So the, the beauty of meditation is you really do feel better immediately. Yeah. In my yeah, opinion, you do. at least. You do. Just and, taking and that deep breath. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's also, you know, it's uh, really, it's, it's what it teaches us to do when we're not in meditation. That's what meditation does for us, actually. There are, I've had plenty of really distracted and frustrating meditation <laughs> sessions, uh, but I still showed up. And the Bhagavad Gita teaches us that no effort is ever wasted. So any effort that you put toward it will be better than zero effort put toward it because you are showing up for yourself. So it will affect and, and have that ripple effect everywhere else in your life. Well, thank you so much. Um, this, is, this has really been hopefully enlightening for a lot of people and I hope <laughs> helpful to people out there that are intimidated by meditation or, you know, wanting to try and not sure how to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was such a treat having you on again, Betsy, and we hope to be able to see you in person soon. And we're going to link up one of your upcoming retreats that you're going to run in, in the fall. So we'll link that up in the show notes and we'll link up where people can find you. And we highly recommend you follow Betsy at Betsy Amarita, right? On Instagram. Amarita, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's doing um, her daily Ask the Yogi, which are just little digestible pieces of, you know, words of wisdom from you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to answer all questions yoga. I don't know how I'm doing, but I'm showing You're up. You're doing and, a great job. Showing, sharing the love, sharing the love. You guys are great. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Really, really grateful for both of you. And uh, take care. Let me know how the practices are going. Keep me we posted. Will. We will. Okay, have a, have okay. a great day. All right. Thanks, you ladies, too. Thank you so much. Bye, Betsy. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. <laughs> but anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good, like Marnie said. And we love the fact that there's no added sugar. They're free of chemicals and pesticides. They're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices. And they have very low sulfites, which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day. And, you know, it's summertime, it's patio season. It's so nice to just get outside. If you enjoy having a glass of wine, um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar and we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar. That's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D, 
C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.